to our Think Kingdom podcast. It's another week in our series, The Kingdom is Like. The kingdom of God is like a man that scatters seed on the ground. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us from our lead pastor, Antoine Lassiter. I'm going to go with, uh, I believe the Lord has a word for us. And um, uh, I'm going to go real quick. So you got one or two options. You can try to take notes. You can get the broadcast later, um, but I do want your heart to um, hear what uh, the Lord wants to say to us. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse uh, 26 through 29. The kingdom is like, that's the series. Um, And I know we package these series and, and whatnot, but do not take for granted that this is where the Lord has us at this season. And so whether there's graphics, sermon bumpers, and what have you, Uh, Just know that this is where God is leading us. Uh, The first week we talked about the kingdom is like seeds and soil. Uh, You and I uh, can't determine the storms of our life, uh, but we can can determine how we respond to those storms. The scripture says that the the kingdom of uh, heaven, the kingdom of God is like a man, a farmer who sowed seeds and some, depending on their hearts, uh, some were able to receive the seeds, and uh, the seeds began to sprout and uh, increase 30, 60, 90 fold, 100 fold. And then some of those seeds fell on hard ground, and those seeds were just eaten by the birds. Uh, another seed was um, that uh, it didn't have much soil, but when the Word of God and the seeds are the Word of God, so when the seeds were planted, they shot up. But because of uh, the ground and, the, and, and rocks, uh, it shot up, but the roots weren't deep. And so when the sun came out, it burned uh, the, the, the leaves, uh, the seeds, uh, the plants. And then there are seeds that um, they sprout up and the weeds grew with it. Uh, so I can have an experience with God in church. We know we're the church, but you catch what I'm throwing, right? So we can experience God here, and then on Monday, everything that we experienced here is choked out. And so he's, so what, the, what, what uh, Jesus is saying to us, uh, we got to get this heart right. And then Pastor Ramon last week uh, talked about wheat and weeds, that the kingdom of God Uh, The kingdom is like grace. The kingdom is grace. So within the word of God, that's the seeds, uh, contains within itself fruit-bearing potential. In the word of God, it's fruit-bearing potential. So the seed, like the gospel, prospers of itself. Once it's sown, it's set in motion uh, that leads to a harvest. Uh, I know you know this, but it bears mentioning. You and I don't create the seeds. And we are not called to manufacture it or to manipulate. We are called to scatter the seeds, and the seeds is the Word of God. So we take the Word of God outside of this local church. We take the Word of God, and we spread it. No pulpit is needed. No seminary degree is needed. You don't have to be confirmed or firm to scatter the word of God. This is very important because God has given you, say me, the responsibility to share his message. I'm not interested in what Bible school you attended. 
as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are literally called to scatter seeds. God has given us the responsibility to preach the good news. So whether it's, man, that song, The Real Thing, I'm about to get that, I was going to say track or album or eight track, but download. Um, uh, so when, when you're pinning a song, that's one avenue that you can spread the message. When, you're, when you have a farm and you invite people over, uh, you can actually use that to leverage the gospel and to advance it. When you're, when you're a playwright, when you're a movie, uh, uh, movie person, you have the opportunity <laughs> to spread. When you're a therapist, you can spread the gospel. You don't have to say, I believe that Jesus is. There's more to it than just pronouncing. This isn't violent. This isn't revolutionary. What people miss is really quite simple and ordinary. As you go, God has given me a voice, not me, I'm talking about you. God has given me a voice, I'm going to write this and I'm going to sing it. Ordinary. And so I believe that these scriptures are going to help us see that the scattering of the seeds are, is the responsibility of everyone who confess Jesus Christ. Everyone includes all and excludes none. From the babies to the older, everyone is called to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. The kingdom of God is like this, he said. Jesus is who's saying this. A man scattered seeds on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, and the fruit grain on the head. As soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle, because the harvest has come. Verse number 26, the kingdom of God is like this, a man. A man is nondescript. It could literally be anybody, and that's the point. That the man who's scattering the seeds is nondescript. My first point, not really a point. The ordinary can become extraordinary when God is in it. So a man scatters seed on the ground. Uh, some versions of this scripture says a farmer. Um, my hope uh, in this church is to make ordinary great again. That you are being extraordinary when you are being used by God in ordinary things. You don't have to sell a billion albums to be extraordinary. You just have to surrender to God. And the challenge that we are facing in this culture is everyone loves the, the spectacular. I can't even say it. I love it so much. Spiritual growth actually involves ordinary people. And you don't have to be something special or do something extraordinary to be used by God. Being a farmer in Jesus' day uh, was very, a very ordinary and common job. 
A farmer was an ordinary person doing an ordinary job. And some believers think that they need to do something special or do something big for God to be important. When in reality, the big things are in the ordinary things. You're pondering that. And you're gonna, it's, it's, I used to have a supervisor who said, it's chewing gum for the brain. So I'm going to let your brain chew on that for a moment. The Bible says that Elijah was just a man like us. What made him special was not him. It was the God that he served. So God can take an ordinary thing and do great things with it because he only uses flawed and broken people because that's the only people available. So if we look to be perfect or or profound, then we miss the ordinary. A smile can change a person's day. Okay, I I see. Keep chewing on that. Um, And so the man scatters the ground, so his ground, his sphere of influence, his area. And let me just put an attack in this. We must stop comparing ourselves to others and determining our value by someone else. If you're under the sound of my voice, you are special because God says you are. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Comparison is disguised coveting. And coveting is sin. Comparison is using someone else's success as a measure of your own. Man, i give you an example. Uh, I don't know. That song is stuck in my heart, the real thing. The impact of that song is not how many downloads. But you begin to compare it to someone else. And you don't understand the impact that that one surrendered song could have for someone sitting in the back that it changes their life, but we don't have that measurement. And so just because something is big and spectacular and great doesn't mean God's in it. That's why we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Will you remain faithful with the one thing? Okay, let's look at uh, verse number 26 again. God is like, uh, a team of God is like a man scattered seed on the ground. The farmer is doing what he's supposed to do, scatter seeds. He understands that some of the seeds will fall on good ground and some on hard ground, but that does not stop him from scattering seeds. He knew that some of these same seeds would produce a harvest and some would not but he was faithful. To be faithful is to be dependable, loyal, trustworthy, and reliable. A good farmer is faithful to scatter the seed. In the same way, you and I are to be faithful to scatter the seed of God's word. We must literally bring a kingdom conversation, a kingdom perspective into conversations, whether it's, it's, whether it's answering someone's question about faith, giving advice that is biblical, preaching on Sunday morning, or having a discussion about what is, having, what is happening around us. Our obligation, say my obligation, 
is to bring a kingdom perspective. Verse number 27, he sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, although he doesn't know how. The soil produces a crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, and the fruit grain on the head. Uh, This guy's identity was secured. He scattered the seed. He did what he's supposed to do, and he went to bed and woke up. He did his job. He sleeps and rises night and day. His identity is not determined whether the seeds grow fast or slow. One thing, uh, put, a, put a fork in this, one thing that we see about Jesus, Jesus uh, is about to get baptized, and the heavens open, and God, the Father says of Jesus, this is my, um, um, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Jesus hasn't performed a miracle yet. Because his identity is not in what he does. His identity is who he is. So his father already confirmed and unaffirmed who he was. Oftentimes, our identity is so locked into what we do, when we can't do that thing, we feel lost. We are sons and daughters of Christ. Period. So whether it's a million downloads or one, my identity is secured in Christ. And I can't be moved whether the seeds grow fast or slow. I and you, us, we have to be faithful with what God has given us, period. Identity. He knows. He simply knows that the seed contains in it the power to grow. Growth is the working of God's word in a person's heart. And here's what I want you to see. The seed grows without the farmer's intervention. God can accomplish his purposes even when you are absent and unaware of it. Because you and I are not the force behind the spiritual life of other people. God is. Now, we can try to cultivate. We can try to nourish. But ultimately, God determines. We are not the reason someone came to Christ. Newsflash. We are just instruments in the hands of God. We are not the moving force behind any spiritual growth. Just think about this. So you know how you get frustrated that you're working with this person or you're, you're, you're trying to raise up the next generation of leaders and they're like this? You, sir, ma'am, stay faithful. The seed in itself has enough to take root and it will do the very thing that God causes it to do. So we must have the confidence that the seed, when planted in good ground, will do what it's designed to do. So pick up that phone or, and text that person that you're written off because you don't see the seed producing. Because even though the farmer doesn't understand how, he knows that something is happening underground. So below the surface is where we cannot see the seed is at work. And eventually, by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
not us, when it's sowed into good ground, it will grow. Let me show you what I mean. So the Word of God is a seed, and it's planted. Here's what, my, here's what our issues are. Uh, I, every time they call, I answer the phone, and I, I'll be praying with them, and I'll be encouraging them in the Word of God, and I'll be doing these things, and there's no life. I'm doing all of this, and I don't see the fruit. And slowly, something's happened beneath the surface, but you can't see it. And this is the time that most of us write off people. I did, you know, uh, uh, you're raising up leaders, you, you don't, and you plant that seed, and you see nothing. They still doing. Everything they did B.C., before Christ. And every time you turn around, they're calling you. And you are rediscovering, man, I am repeating myself over and over again. You know what? They just can't get right. Somebody caught that. But that seed is germinating not because of you, but because the seed of the Word of God it's just that powerful. Now, here's what Paul said. Some plant, some water, but it's the Lord that, that, that gives the increase. So we don't know where we are in this phase of a person's being discipled. I don't know if we just plant seeds or we're just watering what's already planted. What we have to do, think kingdom church family, what we have to do is remain faithful. Let me just bring it home. You got kids. <laughs> Bad example because I have kids. Um, you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and you feel like there's nothing taking root. But in time and circumstance, you know what happens? The Word of God. You keep giving them the Word of God. The seed, then the blade. And it's almost been my experience. The moment between these stage one Stage two and three, I'm just like, Louis, real talk. I'm just like, you know what? Something pops up over the surface. And it seems so slow. That's when we lose and we get weary. We get tired. Because while we are discipling people, what you going through? See, it's not like there's not any seeds left for me, for, for my own heart to be planted. I'm trying to plant seeds while someone else is trying to plant seeds in me, and we all trying to take root. And I'm watching how I'm struggling. It may be a different level, but I'm struggling, and I'm trying to believe. But because I've already mastered the level they're on, I'm getting frustrated at them because that ain't no big deal. But all of us are going through this. What if somebody cut you off right here? What if somebody gave up on you? What if they didn't see the plants, the evidence of the Lord working in your life, and they just start pulling away from you? And even if they did, do you really blame them? 
But God loves you so much, somebody else comes and waters. Somebody else comes and plants. And so we must, what are you saying, pastor? We must leave room for God to work. Stop delivering people from their suffering. Because sometimes suffering is the very thing that gets their attention. And so we want to swoop in, and it's now these seeds about to pop up. Because now in suffering, the heart begins to be tilled. Listen, I don't believe, I, 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 use, I use this for example. Many of us' story is that we try to our way, we hit rock bottom, and then we realized that God um, was speaking through us or to us. And so we benefit from the affliction. Scripture says, it was good that I was afflicted because I knew your statutes. But what parent wants their child to go through all that for them to learn? But what we recognize is in the struggle that we now are attentive to what God wants to do. You see the dichotomy? We want to rescue people from suffering because of their bad choices or bad decisions. I'm not talking about walking alongside them, but I've known in my life and walking with people, it's when the suffering comes. All of a sudden, God hasn't started speaking. He was speaking the whole time. We just couldn't hear him. So suffering begins to teal the heart. I'm talking about making bad decisions. I'm not talking about the other. I'm talking about making bad decisions. So here's what I'm saying, that sometimes it's the brokenness that leads us to the blessing. This is the seed sprouting and growing. And this is the God thing. This is not a you thing. This is not a parent thing. It's we have to be faithful to do our part in planting the seed and we trust God to do his part in growing the seed into the good ground. And we must expect that this process takes time. The seed does not grow up overnight. 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 Babies make mess. Babies poop anywhere all over the place if you let them. So why are we demanding teenage-like behavior from babies? He never listened. You are talking to a baby. You know what a baby is concerned with? Me, me, me. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm alone. My stomach hurt and I can't communicate. I got to go potty. That's what babies do. You don't yell at a baby for, for messing up their diaper. So... Luke chapter uh, 17 says that the kingdom of God um, is not coming with something observable. No one will say, see it here or there. Before you see the kingdom of God is in your midst, 
the king, you cannot, you cannot always see the kingdom of God with your eyes. So you cannot discount the people around you that are not meeting your standard. Because you don't know what's happened beneath the surface. The part of the kingdom that happens in the hearts of men and women is when we plant the seed of God's word into their life and it begins to grow inside of them. And oftentimes we can't see it. And that's why, hold your horses, you got to be patient. And all the leaders and the disciple makers have just taken a, a long sigh. Because of this, we must be patient to let God do his work and trust the power. Hear this. Trust the power of God's word working in their life. And just as you cannot observe what is truly happening in the heart of a person, you cannot truly observe what God is doing in a nation. Everybody's just going to hell in a handbasket. You have no idea what God is doing in the nation. No more than you have any, we have any idea of what God is doing in the hearts of people. Because what Jesus is saying is that the kingdom activity is not always seen. Don't judge what God is doing based on something that you simply can't see. Be patient. Plant the seed of God's word and let God do his thing. So if you believe in something, if you believe in God for something, if you believe in God for something, be patient. Whatever you do, don't stop now. Keep going. Verse number 29. Uh, as soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle because the harvest has come. The word will bring forth fruit at its proper time. Our job is to scatter the, scatter the seeds. We plant in the good ground, and it will bring about transformation. Think of how ordinary this is. We spread seeds and let God do the work. Yep. And what we want to do is put our hands. You don't know whose heart is being ministered by your faithfulness. Keep doing and keep, keep, keep doing God's work. The kingdom, the coming of the kingdom is like growth. It's like the growth, but it doesn't include us manufacturing. Let me leave you with this point. We join God in his work. We join God in his work. We are partnering with the Holy Spirit. You and I are not the Holy Spirit. We do not determine who's getting in. I wasn't going to say well, who's getting out, but if you're not in, yeah, we don't determine that. God does. That's why we have to keep sowing seeds. Be patient. Watch and wait for growth. Keep planting and serving. We do not produce spiritual maturity in others. You cannot beat someone into spiritual maturity. We share the gospel, we share God's word. Repeat after me. We share the gospel, we share God's word. 
And then someone receives it into their hearts, but we, do, we don't know it yet. Sometimes there isn't any obvious changes, but something is happening inside them. Then all of a sudden, it's not all of a sudden, it very rarely is, you see a little leaf of righteousness that's peeking through the surface. Have you noticed how people can do something extraordinary and, and wonderful, ordinary people doing something extraordinary for God over the obedience of the Holy Spirit, and then in the next breath, you just like... It's like they're totally opposite. Sometimes it just speaks to immaturity. It's my favorite. It's the rapper at the Music Awards who, or the artist who, uh, who uh, has, um, what's my word? Who revels in debauchery. And they get the award and it's like, first of all, I'm going to give honor to God. Say what? Like, really? Do you listen to your own music? However, it could be a sign of immaturity. It doesn't necessarily mean that person. And so we have to be careful that we are not judging a person's right now. I hear, I hear you seminarians. I hear you theologians. We can judge a person by their fruit. Absolutely. But what if we judged you with a bad chapter of your life? Okay, so they... They, they begin, the, that leaf, start the car, Tanya, the leaf. I, that's why pastors have armor bearers. Armor bearers, open the doors. I need a, I need a trap. I need a trap door. Um, and so the, they, so we don't know what fruit. And here's what's so crazy while I'm on this kick about artists, um, that what if, we took your life and put it on display for others to see. Like when you home fussing at your kids and you ain't pointing them to Jesus. So you got this artist that's living their life in front of all of us. And every time you turn around, you know, they're, they're like you. They just don't have that many. You just don't, we don't have that many followers. Like I follow your social media feed. Sometimes I don't even know y'all saved. Okay. Man, wow. And then it's just like, join us for church on Sunday. We good. <laughs> nah, I'm just, just kidding. Um, what I'm saying is the kingdom is growing, um, but it may not grow in the way we expect. You, you can't manufacture the growth. And as the farmer who God used to plant, the seed that started all of this, eventually we get to enjoy, whether here on earth or in heaven or both, the seeds that produce fruit. I said all of this for 30 some minutes. We are disciples, making disciples, making disciples, making disciples. And being a part of the spiritual growth of others calls for the ordinary us, the imperfect people, to lock arms with the extraordinary. The extraordinary is Jesus and how we follow him. See, as we share God's truth with others, 
We trust God's word to do its work. And it's okay that you and I don't know how God is working in someone else's life. It's okay that we can't see beyond the surface. But when it's all said and done, you and I will get to enjoy the harvest that comes by being a kingdom farmer. This is my call to action to this church. Every believer has been given a mission by God to advance his kingdom and bring home his lost children. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on him? They, on him, they have not believed in. And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? Well, so pastor, I call you and my, to, to be introduced to my friend so that you could be a preacher and so that they can hear the gospel. Thank you for verse number 15. And how can they preach unless they are sent? I'm sending you to them. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So let's work in reverse. Here's a fun fact. Number one, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How can they call on him? They must believe the message of the gospel. How do they hear? How, how do they believe? They must hear the message from somewhere, from someone. We're working in reverse. Someone needs to share the message. So let's flip it around. Someone needs to share the message. Newsflash. That someone is you. Oh, I know, I know. You didn't go to the theological seminary. Neither did the disciples. It just caught you in a minute. Let's She's tracking. Bethany, you tracking. Thanks. Someone needs to share the message. Number two, they must hear the message. You get this? Someone got to share the message so they can hear it. Ain't that crazy? Someone needs to share the message so they can hear it. And if they hear it, they're going to believe it. Something. But you can't, believe, you can't believe something that you ain't heard. And you can't hear something that's not being said. Man, it's funny how this thing works. And everyone, he said, no, it ain't. It's actually quite clear. Everyone who calls on Jesus will be saved. So here's a little graphic that uh, we produced. See that? I'm just trying to make it real simple. Please, take a picture of this. Please. Somebody has to proclaim the gospel. Your story is nice, but they got to hear the gospel. We don't convince people because you share your story. You, we share the good news of Jesus Christ so they can hear it. 
And once they hear it, they have a choice to either believe it. But remember this, even if they reject you, woman, man of God, that, don't mean they're not re- that doesn't mean they're rejecting Jesus. We are just planting seeds. That's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. Some going to believe. Woo, man. Listen, I am longing for the day. I know it's great. We have five, 50,000 people in a stadium, and they're killing it. And then they hit that real thing. I might go up, just weep. And, and then we have reports. 12,000 people came to Jesus. And we will celebrate that. We're gonna, we will celebrate because that is God moving in the hearts of people. But you don't need 50,000 people. You, gotta, you have a PTA. You got classes. You got work. You got your neighborhood. That people are waiting to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So we can celebrate the 50,000 people that heard the, ga- the gospel. That's extraordinary work brought to you, brought through ordinary people. If we ever get in the mindset to take authority over our street, I'm sorry, if we ever get the mindset to take authority in our own homes and start there. And then you take that kid or, you, or, you, or you're a part of the cheerleading, whatever it is, you are, and I are kingdom citizens that are being deployed to bring heaven to earth. That is what keeps me up. It's not the empty chairs. It's the empty chairs of who you sit next to. At dinner tables, at events. And sir, they don't even know you're a Christian. So, so I'm the first one to repent. I'm sorry. Because what I'm recognizing is, and this is my call to action, many of us don't even know how to share the gospel. You can't share something you don't know. So here's what I want you to do. Call to action. Real talk. I want you to text the word SEEDS, S-E-E-D-S, to 704-939-6723. Because we want to train people to be able to proclaim the gospel. Your story is incredible. I know, I know all of you. And I've watched you navigate divorce, suffering, pain. And it's all because of the goodness of the Lord. And listen, I know I'm one of the most charismatic pastors in the land. I get it. <laughs> And you want your friends to know me. I get it. I understand. I want to know me. (laughs) But seriously, 
God is calling you to where you are. I end with this, and I know I took a little bit more time. You know, I'll cry in a minute. That's just how I'm made up. But Saturday, I was about to cry again. Because we went, and, and Bridget has been mentoring this family for over a year now that chose life. That they had an uh, option to abort their baby. And they chose life. And I met this couple for the first time yesterday. But they met Bridget's Jesus over a year ago. And to see her integrate herself into a family who chose life, it was a difficult decision, and the baby has challenges. And how the doctors were like, just a few weeks, a few months, tops, take the baby home and prepare for hospice. And a year later, the, and I'm watching this family. I'm watching this family, and I'm watching Katie and Amanda help serve and celebrate this year birth. I'm watching Bridget, Landon, and Gabe literally ministering to this family that chose life. And man... As I told Bridget yesterday, and I'm, I'm telling you guys today, it doesn't matter if they come to this church or not. They came to you. Y'all hear me. Her challenge, am I enough? Can I do this? But if the Lord position you, yes, you can. Because you're not the seed. You're just scattering. Take a single mom with two boys, ministering to an entire family, and holding the baby. And the baby has hydrocephalus, and it's just so many, and I'm, and I'm just in awe, and I, I just... Just like, that's, that's it. Man, you will not have Louis coming to your house. He, he may. And, and lead worship. But you're there. And as long as you're there, the kingdom can advance. People of God watching. Matthew 28. As you go driving trucks, as you go the chaplain of CMPD, as you go filmmaker, as you go retire and have time on your hands, as you go spectrum, as you go, make disciples. There was a season of this church we couldn't meet. So we just stopped making disciples because we can't meet. Man, Carolina's Women Associate, uh, 
Yes, I messed up the name. Forgive me. We have kingdom citizens everywhere. If the only place you feel power is here, that ain't the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is everywhere. He will give you the words if you go. I see in this church disciple makers. I see in this church as a training center. No matter who graces the pulpit, we are called to make disciples. Yes, sir, you got mess. We started off by making that abundantly clear. You're ordinary. <laughs> we ordinary. But we serve an extraordinary God. When I couldn't make it to uh, Cooper Meadow, uh, man, I got a fit. Ah, man, my son is driving. Well, driver's ed. You ain't passed just yet. You got a kingdom people that have a farm. You don't have to worry. You don't have to. You don't have to wave the Jesus Christian banner. He in you. Use your influence to scatter this word of God. And we're going to teach you how to do it. Because I'm in this season. It can't fall on the churches. We all have to be participants, man. We have to go forth. So thank you, because I get notifications about those. If you're watching as well, if you want to learn how to proclaim the gospel, we proclaim the gospel so others can hear. We have to position ourselves for the season that God is opening for us. People are hungry, but here's the problem. When you're hungry, you'll eat anything. We have to prepare them to eat the right thing. That's the mandate of this church. That's the mandate of you. Y'all come and lead us in worship. I felt like my granddad when I said that. But I really want y'all to hear me. We say things like you are sent. We say things and our mission of this church is to make, make disciples. Y'all hear me. This is not a corporate vision. This is an individual mandate that we embrace. Make disciples. So let this October 17th, 2021, 12.04, be the commissioning ceremony for you. We're going to give you the tools because the gospel is going to go forth and we won't be participants. But we won't be intentional with where God is taking us. Will you just stand with us as we worship? 
you have debris that I, I believe that the Lord has to move. Because even this mandate, many of us are now focusing on, if you only knew, I got so much over here. I don't have time. I, I feel the excuses. But you do have the God. Thank you, Pastor Antoine, with a great message in The Kingdom is Like. We must scatter the seeds in our hearts, in our homes, and in our communities. Now, if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. If you are anywhere near Charlotte or the surrounding areas, come on by and visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Or you can join us online every Sunday at 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back, hear this message, and so much more right here exclusively on our Think Kingdom podcast. <laughs>